Is your whole family on board with prepping? Do some of them refuse to prepare for anything? Do they think you're the crazy old aunt or uncle who thinks the flying alien zombie frogs will take over the world? Maybe we can help get them on board. We'll talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Practical Prepping Podcast. Krista here and Mark is with me in the studio. We're glad that you're here. We're going to talk about a rather interesting and popular topic, and that is getting your family on board with prepping. You know, that's a question we get quite often. More than I ever really thought we People would. email that, and so we're going to do an article and put that on the website as well, because this seems to be a common problem. It does. We have a lot of folks that are saying, my husband, my wife, my significant other, my parents, my children, you know, whoever it is maybe that's sharing their home, perhaps the topic of preparedness has come up and they're met with resistance. Even the kids that aren't sharing the home, the adult kids, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of grandparents that have been trying to get the kids on board. I see it from time to time where they say, they're not preparing, but I'm going to take care of my grandkids. Oh, absolutely. I think people that are into preparedness, they're going to keep forging ahead because, that first of all, they know why they're doing it, they know how to do it, and they know why they must keep on doing it. Mm -hmm. But it makes me wonder, are they going to leave the kids out? They've told them time and time and time again. Is it going to say, bring the grandkids and you're on your own. Oh, I don't know. I, the I'm ideal just, situation yeah. is to get them on board. A lot of folks think that we're crazy to prep. They see no need. One of the things, and I've actually heard this before, I don't need to prep. Everything I need, I can get right down there at the big box store down the street. Or the grocery store. Yeah. And the, here's the thing. I don't know if those people have actually walked into one of these stores in the last, I don't know, six or eight months. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Those supply chain issues are real. Yeah. There's some gaps on the shelf. It's a country music grocery store. Slim Pickens. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's true. Uh, I think a lot of folks have been lulled into a false sense of security when it comes to the big somebody else is going to mm -hmm. take care of me. And they meet with resist. They resist their family members who are saying, we want to take the initiative and do this prepping on our own. We've helped a few get on board. And we're going to share that with you in just a minute. But we're going to take a break and mention our sponsors. And first up is Jim Curtis Knives. Jim builds some beautiful, affordable, custom-made knives. Each one of his knives comes with a lifetime guarantee, comes with a lifetime sharpening, and it comes with two Band-Aids. Yep, really is that sharp. And you can see his work on Facebook at Jim Curtis Knives. He has actually posted some brand new photos of some new work, and they're absolutely spectacular. Well, if Jim puts it out, it's going to be beautiful, mm -hmm. and it's going to be functional. Clean Start. Clean Start's a relatively new sponsor. 
and they have produced a product. It's a non-alcohol-based hand sanitizer and antiseptic concentrate. See, a three-and-a-half-ounce bottle makes one gallon, and it's so much easier to store three-and-a-half-ounce bottle than it is all those large hand sanitizer bottles that we might be storing in case the grid goes down. Mm -hmm. And we talk about having multiple uses for the items that we store. Mm -hmm. And this one solution is a hand sanitizer and an antiseptic. I think what's fascinating is once you apply it to your hands, your hands are dry, but they're not dried out. And it keeps on killing germs on your hands for up to two hours. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. And if you order Clean Start from our website, you will receive a 25% discount. So check it out today. We also have the base handgun training system. Now, this is a video-based training system. You can train at home, train in the privacy of your own home. It uses a lot of dry fire. But Sean Rafferty teaches... A lot of the tactical drills that we need to be learning in order to be prepared if we have not had formal handgun training. So that's a good thing that we can take and use and practice. And by the way, it comes with a set of flashcards that lets you see the drills that you need to practice. And one of the things I like is shuffling those up and just see what the top drill is. It's almost like a deck of playing cards, and they're thicker, heavier, and just shuffle them up real good and see what my next drill is that I need to do. And I think Sean's also offering some special deals for our listeners. Yes, he is offering a $50 discount. If you will just go to our website, click on Base Handgun Training System, that will take you where you need to go, and there is that discount. And Sean also offered to our listeners his prepared citizen course free of charge. So go on there, click on those two, and check them out. If you need an app, a website, web hosting, or some sort of digital lead service, I've got the answer. That is ProLine Digital Group. ProLine Digital Group built our website and maintains it. They can also help you out. If you're a small business owner, someone who's self-employed, if you need digital leads for some sort of a sales uh, presentation, ProLine Digital Group can supply all of those things. You're going to want to talk to Eric and his team. They will fix you up. They're very reasonable. They're quick on the draw. They're very attentive. So for those of you that need that internet web presence and can really do a lot of professional business with that representation, you need to contact ProLine Digital Group. We'll have a link on the website. All right, so we're talking about getting your family on board with prepping. That question comes up, how do I get my husband or my wife, my family members, how do I get them to even engage in conversation? Most of them are saying that they're not interested or they're saying that I'm crazy for doing this. I'm being, you know, kind of pushed back on it. And I I feel kind of bad for those people. I've never had that kind of resistance. Yeah, and there's no single answer that will guarantee that you can get them on board. There's no single way that we can get them on board. But often what we will do is ask questions that put them in hypothetical situations. I asked a lady the other day, I said, and bear in mind now, it's July, and the temperature hit 95 today. Sure did. And it was hot. 
But I asked her the other day, I said, if we woke up tomorrow morning with 48 inches of snow on the ground, we're not going anywhere. Now, remember, we're in North Alabama. Now, some of you folks, that's a Saturday afternoon for you. But here, we're not going anywhere until that snow is gone. So I asked the question, how long could you feed your family? And she looked at me kind of funny, and she said, about two days. Mm. And, so, and she wasn't really even sure she could keep them warm. Really, she didn't have a um, – that's another question is that I'll ask, how long can you keep them warm? And she didn't have a staying warm plan. Mm. So now she has signed up for the newsletter, which throw in a plug for that. If you don't have the newsletter, if you do not receive our free biweekly newsletter – Go to the website, click on Contact Us, drop us an email, tell us that you would like to receive the newsletter, and we'll get you on that list and start getting that newsletter to you. So she signed up for that, and she's starting to listen to the podcast. So we welcome her as a new listener, and we want to encourage her in her prepping journey. Well, you know, getting back to the issue you're talking about of the 48 inches of snow on the ground, when you're asking people these hypothetical questions, to be honest, it's really not necessary that they come up with an answer. What you're trying to do is start them thinking. Exactly. And, and I will often tell them, you don't have to answer that question, but you know the answer to your question. You know, a lot of these questions have opened up conversations about stocking up on the food that the family normally eats to last about a week or two, or even having something like an indoor-safe propane heater. Mm -hmm. That's something that we have. I don't think any of us have to stretch too far to remember the great toilet tissue shortage of 2020. Ring a bell? Yeah, (laughs) I I I bet you those folks that were out trying to find some, I bet they have prepped some toilet tissue now. Well, I think that the COVID shortages and the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the doing without actually did get some people on board that weren't before. Oh, yes. The folks that will claim to be or admit to be prepping in some type of area is up over 50% now. Where before COVID, it was like 3% would admit to any type of prepping. Mm -hmm. You can also point out the shortages and the food shortages that are sure to come. Uh, Two words, baby formula. Mm -hmm. Remember that? I think we told our listeners about that in February. We did, and it didn't hit the news until May. And when it hit, it was bad. I mean, we were having to fly in formula from across the world Mm -hmm. to feed American babies. Yep. So, I mean, that was a real and very disturbing shortage. I mean, people were crying, and I don't blame them. And most of your friends will be, and especially your family, will be aware of that because it was all over the news for a while. Mm -hmm, So just mm -hmm. point out, we need to stock up a little bit for shortages or just in case something happens. Well, you know, the supply chain issues are still a real thing, not just with food, Mm -hmm. but just with everyday items of life. So we already know we're a little bit behind the eight ball. And so that's why preparedness And the fact that I intentionally used that word, and we'll talk about why would you say preparedness and not prepping, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But there's the credible evidence for the food shortages. You know, we've already forecast some of the grain shortages and now the cooking oil shortages Mm -hmm. that are really going to start hitting a little more deeply in the weeks to come. And we were talking about recession six months ago. Absolutely. And the numbers came out today were down 0.9%. And that is the second quarter 
And I think we had 1.6% decline in our economy in quarter one, and quarter two was 0.9% decrease. And the definition of recession has always been two or more consecutive declines in the economy. Well, that's how economists define it. Well, that's how it's been defined for the last hundred years. (laughs) That's why it labeled economists, the people Mm -hmm. that make this their job. They, uh, listen, you and I have been in business for ourselves. We know what a recession can do, and mm-hmm. we've lived through several, and this one's a little bit different. It is. There, there are some things that are quite strange about this one, but we are in a recession, and now they are trying to redefine recession. Well, yeah. I know. So what I have decided that I'm going to do with this hip pain I'm going to redefine what pain is. Oh, oh no. And then my hip won't hurt. (laughs) Well, you know, let's get back to our topic. You know, we're trying to talk to our, let's call it our oppositional family members. You just do not want to do any berating or, you know, nagging or shaming or forcing. That's not going to get them on board. That won't get them on board for any topic, not, you know, not just prepping. Yeah, you need to be gentle with it. You do. And if you just occasionally, and you can't do it every time you see them necessarily. No, of course not. Some of them are going to have to be long-term projects. If it is a spouse, questions that we receive by email are either, How do I get my spouse on board? Or how do I get my adult children on board? Right. But now if it's your spouse, a really simple way, I think, would be to express your concerns and suggest that you stock up on a little extra food. Maybe suggesting an extra week or two food on hand. It would ease your mind a lot. Yeah. Now, most of us would be willing to stock up a couple of extra weeks of food if it would relieve our spouse's mind. I would think so. That's more than reasonable. And so one of the ways that you can come at it from a spouse is, you know, they keep making comments and things about shortages. And I'm going to the grocery store and, you know, they didn't have any spaghetti today. Well, if we had a couple of weeks worth of food stored up, then I could go back in there and get the spaghetti out of that closet and use it. And then when the spaghetti does come in, I can replace it. Absolutely. And then just start buying a couple of extra if you use one by two. Well, another way that you can actually, for lack of a better term, sell the idea is that you're hedging against inflational prices, too. Because if you do happen to find a good purchase Mm -hmm. on some grocery goods and it's a good budgetary item to go ahead and spend that money now because you know it is going to go up later. I mean, we've seen it. What cost you a dollar this week will cost you a dollar and 25 cents in a few months. Just like the dollar store. It's exactly. no longer the dollar store. The dollar twenty-five store. The dollar twenty-five store. Yeah, and I think that's funny. They haven't changed the name. The well, dollar I... store is the dollar twenty-five <laughs> store. <laughs> you know, but for most of us, storing an extra week or two of food actually does help relieve a lot of stress and concerns. If it concerned our spouse, you'd think that if it eases your spouse's mind, you're the one that's resisting and it's easing their mind, then you could see that it would make sense to say, you know what, if that makes you feel better. You know, I have no objections yeah, to that. Yeah, this is money we're going to wind up spending anyway. No, I was talking a minute ago about the very words, the verbiage, because the term prepper 
No thanks to that TV show from some years ago, Doomsday Prepper. It kind of labeled preppers as a bunch of crazy nut jobs mm-hmm. or made it look like, even though the, the people that were on the program are not that way at all. Mm-hmm. But the way the program was edited and formatted. And they forced them to pick a singular topic for which they were prepping. Right. So it made it look like they were kind of out of balance mm-hmm. on some things. And so the prepper word sort of fell into a negative connotation. So that's why I think maybe if you can forego using the term prepper and say that I, I like to be prepared, I like preparedness in all aspects. Not that I'm expecting the cataclysmic end of the world tomorrow, but I just want to have some things on hand Mm -hmm. if we fall short and can't get out to go get them. That, and if I want spaghetti tonight and I go to the store and there is no spaghetti, I'll already have some. There's other buzzwords you may want to avoid when having this conversation. That's like bug out bag, the SHTF, bugging in, bugging out, get home bag. Uh, conspiracy theories. You know, there's just a lot of verbiage that probably does not need to enter the conversation. That tends to reinforce the crazy old aunt or uncle or father or grandfather. People don't want to be a prepper, but they're willing to be prepared. Yeah. So there's kind of the, that's kind of the way we like to look at it too. That's why we want to put practical in the things that we share with you, Mm -hmm. because we think this is just an everyday common sense way to live. And that same approach works with family and with friends. Mm -hmm. I met a lady recently and we got to talking and I think she went away with a decision that, you know, I'm going to start being prepared. Yeah. And I, I didn't try to convert her to become a crazy prepper, but I wanted her to get prepared. Well, you know, you might even bring it up like this. So, you know, I heard on the news that wheat is going to be going in a little bit of short supply. You know, have you got some extra wheat products on hand? Now, when you get down to what the wheat products are, that's a lot of stuff. It really is. No bread, no pasta. No cereal, no flour, no cake, mm-hmm. no cupcakes, no processed foods made out of flour or wheat, bread, bread flour. You know, if you lick no. the frosting off of a cupcake, it becomes a muffin. And muffins are healthy. Yes, they are. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, again, we, we, we're, we're, we're rabbit chasing at this, but let's get back to the wheat. This is a way to have a conversation starter with someone to get them thinking about the reality is there are shortages. Mm-hmm. This is not some made up deal. You know, and the person, there may be someone in the family who isn't accustomed to going to the grocery store. Bring them with you. Show it to them. Show them the empty shelf and say, listen, this is what we're working with. Mm-hmm. So we need to think about that. This is not some joke. You know, this that is a real it deal. Is. And with what we're kind of looking at, some of the things, and you're well familiar with it right now. Now, St. Louis is not in a drought. They're in a flood right now. Oh, my goodness, yes. And we're expecting a, between an inch and two inches of rain here in North Alabama in the next 24 hours. But you know, the Midwest and the West, they're pretty much in a drought. They're in a terrible, serious drought. And that is affecting the yield of the harvest. It is. So we're going to have some wheat issues. We're going to have some soy issues. And we're going to have some corn issues. And that's where the big bad two happens. Number one, shortages. And number two, what is available is going to skyrocket in price. Exactly. And... You may not be able to get the brand you want. 
Now, I know when we were kids, we were kind of picky. We we just wanted certain cereals. We didn't want that cornflake stuff and that wheat bran. And, no, that's, you know, that's mom and daddy cereal. Exactly. <laughs> we, we wanted certain cereals. And if you've got one of those children, you might go ahead and stock up because if it's corn or wheat-based, it may be in short supply Absolutely. for a while, and it may you just may have to take what you can get. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, particularly if you're in a home with kids. Preparedness is especially important when you're putting the kids as a focus as mm-hmm. it will benefit the children. Oh, absolutely. You have to get them to see how it can benefit them and especially their kids. Absolutely. If it, What's the benefit to me? Well, you'll be able to eat, and we like eating. Well, and you know, parents, too, remind one another, it's our job to provide for our children, mm-hmm. and preparedness is part of provision. I mean, that's just common sense, mm-hmm. people. My dad used to say common sense isn't common, and he was right. So I want to be on the side of the group that has the common sense to be prepared. You remember our listener interview with Lindsay? Oh, yes. Tell the story that she told when her husband was resistant to prepping. Well, this is one of those wintertime stories. And he kept saying, you're crazy. Oh, yeah. You're crazy. And Lindsay was very forthcoming. That I mean, she was not being disrespectful toward him, but she was saying that she was dealing with an oppositional, uh, I'm not on board type of a spouse. And then the winter hit in Virginia, and there was that I-95 highway, that interstate highway, that became completely deadlocked with snow, ice, blizzard. People, again, they were trapped in their car. You may have even seen on the news where there was a bread truck that was trying to make a delivery, and they were on the interstate. Of course, they got you know bogged down in the blizzard. And so the bread truck operator was given orders from the corporation, open up the back of that truck, and you just start going up and down the road, mm-hmm. and you start handing out loaves of bread. Because people were in their cars 8, 10, 12, 16, uh, 24 plus hours. Yeah. They were trying to find ways to uh, go to the bathroom. You know, that's going to happen. And here they were. They were stuck in feet of snow. And so when all of this took place, she said her husband walked into their home and he looked her square in the eye and he pointed at her and he said, you are officially no longer crazy. (laughs) He was on board. He he said, what else do we need to do? He said, he said, we're... I want to start now. What can I do to help you? Because she was had, she'd been preparing for a long time, mm-hmm. and he finally got it. His eyes were opened, as the Bible says. His scales fell off his <laughs> eyes because what he was hearing on the news were tales of complete woe of people that were stuck and basically imprisoned by the weather. One lady, she said, I was only making a 15-minute trip. I didn't have anything in the car because I'm only making a 15-minute trip. That's right. About 16 hours later, she got off that interstate. Well, see, a practical prepper is someone who's going to think, what could possibly happen? Mm -hmm. A non-prepper thinks, nothing's ever happened to me before, so obviously... Nothing's going to happen to me in the future. But we all get stuck in those interstate wrecks, and sometimes those can be hours and hours and hours. So we need to be prepared for that, and we need (laughs) to get some other folks prepared as well. You know, it can be quite a challenge to convince another person to see the wisdom and the practicality of preparedness. So we just want to say, be careful that your efforts aren't seen as harping or nagging. That approach doesn't work. 
you know, occasionally asking questions that cause them to see their own vulnerabilities may very well help turn on that light, prompting them to take action and get on board and declare to you, you're not crazy. You know why? Stuff will happen. So you need to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.